0: Welcome to Movies, Music, Etc. We are your hosts, I'm Kyle, and this is Grant. And if you ate paint chips as a kid, then you're going to love today's episode, because today we're talking about Tommy Boy. So Grant, stop playing with your dingy, and let's get started. Can I uncover my eyes now, Dad? For Christ's sake, Tommy, quit covering your eyes. So today, we're talking about Tommy Boy, which came out in 1995. Director, Peter Siegel, writers, Bonnie and Ter- uh, Terry... Turner, Turner. Hey. <laughs> no <Our> relation, relation. <laughs> and produced by Lorne Michaels. Music is by uh, David Newman, and Tommy Boy was considered a financial success that grossed $32.7 million on a $20 million budget, but the fun thing about that is uh, it got very bad reviews from critics.
1: Well, uh <clears throat> oh, uh I can't think of his name. Uh, Siskel, Ebert, one of the two, Peter Siskel is on his most hated list. Hated, he absolutely hates the movie.
0: That's just being hateful. <laughs> but sales actually went skyrocket once you were able to actually like rent the movie because like everyone was renting this movie. It was like for like I want to say for like that summer it came out because it came out in like March, but that summer you were able to rent it and it was the most out of stock movie at the rental store huh. yeah so but uh some of the cast members as most of you probably know is chris farley and david spade they've done quite a few movies together but uh so well, we were talking the other week about hollywood crushes bo derrick was probably everybody's uh, the only
1: reason the original reason that my dad watched the movie
0: <laughs> no son that's for me <laughs> <laughs> Julie Warner, Dan Aykroyd, Brian Dennehy, Rob Lowe, even though uncredited, and we'll get into that later, and Lord Bagley. So now we're going to go over the summary of it, and I shouldn't have to say spoiler warning, because if you haven't seen it, I'm going to tell my associate here, Grant, to come hit you in the head with a tack, uh... him. hammer. A hammer, but, Because
1: uh, <laughs> you are a... <laughs> it's
0: a big dumb animal, isn't he, folks? <laughs> So after his beloved father dies, dim-witted Tommy uh, inherits a near-bankrupt automo- uh, automobile parts factory in Sandusky, Ohio. His brand, his brand-new stepmom Beverly wants to cash out and close. But Tommy's sentimental attachment to his father's em- employees spurs him to make one last-ditch effort to find someone who will buy their products. Uh, with his father's, with his father's tightly wound assistant Richard. In tow, Tommy hits the road to spur up some new clients. So in 1995, I was like seven, about to turn eight, I guess. And I know I didn't see this movie right away when it came out. It was probably a good year afterwards. But like, after we'd seen this movie, like we had, me and my buddies would rent it all the time because we were like, oh, this guy, this guy is funny. Like, even like the dumb little humor things like him running into a door. <laughs> Like in the very, <laughs> like in the very beginning, they have like that nice soft tone music. Like mm-hmm. they have like a really nice story going on, and young Tommy is coming up, and down out of the tree, and he's like running to the back door and like, bam! And he's like, oh man, son of a! <laughs> and, then, and then it like goes into like the playful music, and that like that's indicating that you're gonna end up. It's gonna be like a comedy, and then he does like the whole montage of, he's running away from this house. Which is huge. I was like, I doubt this kid ever would have really rode the bus, but he was running <laughs> through the yard. I didn't even the, think of that. The sprinklers turn on. He's like, no. And then he's like running through bushes. Being chased by dogs. <laughs> <laughs> he has to unlock his lunchbox and like let the food fall out. Nice doggy. Nice doggy. Nice doggy. Nice doggy. <laughs> but like, everybody's watched this movie constantly. And uh, we always said old shnikes when something went wrong and like, my you know, parents were like we knew what you wanted to say (laughs) (laughs) yeah you like
1: I was I was five when the movie came out going on six that year and I honestly probably saw it for the first time when I was a teenager and as soon as some of my friends started quoting the movie I had no idea what they were talking about (laughs) Uh, instead of renting it I went out and bought it so uh back in um, O2-ish is 13 bucks on DVD.
0: Are you going to sit across from me and tell me that you went through your whole elementary school life not quoting Tommy Boy? I never saw it until I was probably a freshman in high school. Eighth
1: grade summer, seventh grade summer, right around there.
0: You're the worst.
1: And it's easily one of the movies I've seen the most in my entire life.
0: <laughs> well, like a lot of the songs are... Pretty famous in, in, the, in the soundtrack, like uh, "What I Say" when him and his father are singing that duet. Mm-hmm. It's a song by Ray Charles.
1: Oh yeah, yep, yeah. yeah. it is. It's yeah, I love Ray Charles, and they do the best they can as a duet when they're singing it to sound like him too.
0: Yeah, and uh, it was it was weird because them both them both doing that. Everyone thought for the longest time that they were actually father and son because like they could they look similar i didn't really see it i just think brian denny can really play a part Mm -hmm. and chris farley he has this good one niche but it 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 works yeah and boy do we miss it but
1: uh yeah
0: but then uh, another song come on eileen it's like every drunken song someone's singing a karaoke bar once in their (laughs) life Never
1: knew all the words except for Come On Nightly yep. and that was about it. You didn't need
0: to. No one else did either. <laughs> but they're like, when they're, when they're in the car and they're singing to End of the World by R.E.M. <laughs> they can sing like that main part and they're like, here They both do it at the same time. It's like, yeah, that's literally everybody too. But like, the song's most, <laughs> probably the song's most notorietable uh, song they they having a song was Superstar by the Carpenters where they're switching back and forth oh, they're like yeah. no this is real music oh no this is real music and they're like well you you can change it if you want and then the next so scene like, they're like just belting it out hey, they're baby like baby 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 baby, baby. it's like crying <laughs> <laughs> and then another big one in there is uh I'm Sorry by Brenda Lee mm-hmm. it's after <laughs> when they're sitting right after they're sitting yeah. in that diner they're like
1: so sorry right after he smacks him with the two by four <laughs> he
0: goes not here not here but right here no I think I hit you in the shoulder he and He goes no
1: my shoulder just
0: fine
1: shoulders are hurting good lord what happened to your face
0: <laughs> I knew it did you know uh, that the lady that played Helen do you know who that originally was going to go to I uh,
1: I did see that it was supposed to be Roseanne Barr yep do you know why, now? Why it was supposed to be her? Yeah. No, I do not. Uh, so... Oh, actually, maybe, probably because of her dining experience in the show, Roseanne. Uh... That would be my guess.
0: Maybe. I don't know. Maybe she is a good waitress. I don't know. But, uh... Do you know how Chris Farley had a very big addiction problem? Oh, yeah? He was actually sober through this entire movie. And so... Uh, before this movie He actually went to rehab And Roseanne Barr Actually took him there Like She was oh. like She's like I care a lot about you And she's gonna take him in there And he was actually sober Through this whole movie But he drank copious amount Of Cappuccinos cappuccino. Just like Just as like a Trying to like Cover things up Cappuccino and Diet Cokes Yeah And so uh, But so she was supposed To play in that part too. I didn't
1: I didn't know that was A reason Or that she had done that
0: Yeah so, it's a little fun fact early in the day. So now it's time for some fun facts. Are you ready, Grant? Oh, been dying to get to this part. <laughs> you brush up on some fun facts, did you? After rewatching the movie, yeah. So <laughs> I like, definitely did. <laughs> so I had a lot of fun with this one. Like it still took me a long time to get the foul line up, <laughs> but I watched the movie like twice like, in the last couple of days, and, yeah, and I had to watch it again, because there's a lot of stuff, that, like, I'll, I'll be watching, <laughs> and then I'll start laughing so hard, and then, like, something will happen after that, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I remember that being funny, too, so I'd to, like, always rewind, so I probably have, like, six hours of viewing time, for <laughs> <in> this movie.
1: <laughs> well worth it, though.
0: Yeah, but, uh, Peter Siegel, the director, uh, he, uh, he started directing, and, TV shows, and one of his first things he, he created himself was probably in, like, in 19... Or in 2002, was a CBS sitcom called Hidden Hills. It only lasted for, like, one season. But in 1995, he, uh, he actually formed his production company called Callahan Filmworks, along with his longtime producing partner, Michael Ewig. And some of their notable... Some of his notable... Things he's directed is Naked Gun, 33 and one third. Which is actually playing in the motel
1: when Richard gets up to go shut the TV off. That's actually playing in the motel.
0: I did not notice that. And clearly Tommy Boy, what we're talking about. My Fellow Americans, Nutty Professor 2, Anger Management, 50 First Dates, The Longest Yard, Get Smart, and Grudge Match are just a few of the ones he's produced or uh, been a director of quick
1: question for you do you think that his work with Chris Farley who was excuse me real good friends with Adam Sandler helped him with those three very notable Adam Sandler movies that you just mentioned
0: well probably because like
1: Anger Management 51st States and The Longest Yard are all starring Adam Sandler unless you mean the original Longest Yard but I don't think you do
0: no Okay. Adam Sandler wasn't that one but Burt was. <clears throat> he was in both of them. Yes, he was. And then, uh, so the producer, Warren Michaels, yeah, he was actually a producer and screenwriter best known for creating and producing Saturday Night Live from 1975 to 1980, and then from 1985 to the present. He was producing a uh, late-night series since 1983, and he's actually a producer of The Kids in the Hall a few. You...
1: I've never seen kids in the hall. I'm yeah, it was one of those like
0: sitcom kind of things. Got kind of sketches like uh kind of like all that. No. Well, that's for kids. Oh. <laughs> but it, it's more like uh, like Mad TV or Oh, okay. Caroline. that kind or, of stuff. Or
1: uh, in living color.
0: Yes, in living color. And he also did uh the Tonight Show since uh 2014, but he has received 20 primetime Emmy Awards from 94 nominations. And he's holding the record for the, being the most nominated individual in award show history. And he worked on Tommy Boy. And then uh, your aunt and uncle, Bonnie and, <laughs> Bonnie and Terry Turner. Oh, not Bonnie and
1: Clyde, Bonnie and
0: Terry. He's <laughs> an uh, American husband and wife team screenwriters that, uh, screenwriters and producers, they're best known for creating the, the sitcoms the Third Rock from the Sun and That 70s Show. But from 1986 until 1992, they were a team of staff writers for Saturday Night Live. But in 19 between 1987, greatest year ever, why am I on? The second, whatever. It is. Probably the third greatest year ever. May 12th, 1987, greatest day ever. Okay. Well,
1: it's your opinion. <laughs> From
0: 1987 to 1995, they are also responsible for writing and screenwriting six films, including Coneheads, Wayne's World 1 and 2, Tommy Boy, and The Brady Bunch. Which...
1: So, which The Brady Bunch is the only one in there that doesn't have any ties to Saturday Night Live actors that you just mentioned. Yeah, probably. No, it's a fact. I don't know. I, I, I no didn't probably watch, I didn't watch it. Uh, the the Bunch, every time I did it's it because Marshall. <clears throat> oh yeah, well the Brady Bunch movie. I guess I don't know for a fact.
0: Yeah, I, I see, don't know
1: for a fact if there's been a cast member on Saturday Night Live that was in the Brady Bunch. I
0: could see Chris Farley having a chauffeur license, driving a bus somewhere. He's done that. <laughs> but they're just damn. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> but uh. Tommy Boy and a 1994 horror film, Wes Craven's New Nightmare, was actually dedicated to a Greg Fresca, who died eight months before the release of Tommy Boy, but Fresca did not work on either of the films. He just served as a production designer as of the first two Nightmare on Elm Street films, as well as Coneheads in both Wayne World movies, which is like Tommy Boy. They were produced by Warren Michaels. So I don't... Want to get too far off subject, but you said the first two Nightmare on,
1: Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Yeah, the original Nightmare on Elm Street is Johnny Depp's first movie. Continue. Who did,
0: who did Johnny Depp play in
1: that? He was the pizza delivery boy. He was. Yep. Well, now I gotta
0: go back and watch it.
1: Well, foreshadowing for our next episodes <laughs> this month.
0: Well, it's like uh, uh, it's weird when you bring something like that up because like. Uh, one of the first movies i ever seen Leonardo DiCaprio in was this movie called Critters.
1: <clears throat> it's like a, kind of a Gremlins knockoff, isn't
0: it? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, so I remember, like, I was going to like, the, you know, like, we always go rant movies and stuff like that. we rent rant one at a time, all these, and we're like, oh, man, it's such a good story. It was horrible writing, and they actually recreated <clears throat> it. And they're making a reboot. In my it.
1: opinion... Another fun fact. Leonardo Cabrio is born on the greatest day of the year, every year. November yeah. 11th.
0: Yeah, you brought this up last week. Oh. And he no got No one his... put in the comments that they cared, so... Oh. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Sorry. <laughs> and he actually got his first big break on Growing
0: Pains. I remember that show. Was his dad, like, a truck driver that left him there?
1: I... No, that was Boy Meets World. Sean.
0: That was not Boy Meets World. Anyway. Anyway, uh, you know how I said Rob Lowe wasn't credited, even though he was actually in the movie quite quite a bit. He was uh, he was uncredited because they were stalled on production on another thing he was working on for uh, ABC's miniseries Adaption to The Stand, a Stephen King novel. They okay. had like a, it was like a four-part series that they came on, but to get him because he wasn't supposed to star in anything else because they couldn't go back in because like like uh, he wasn't allowed to divide his time so the way they got allow- around that legally was to say he <laughs> he was uncredited uh-huh. into the film but it, like Rob Lowe was saying in a in an interview not too long ago that, like every he jokes about how like it only took 15 years for the public to, to notice it
1: to realize that he was in the movie did you know that uh, um, it got so bad at one point that they thought about refilming all the things that he's already filmed and putting Matthew McConaughey in his spot?
0: I did see Matthew McConaughey was supposed to be, like, was going to be in there, but, but, like, at the time, uh, Rob Lowe was, like, Hollywood's hot guy and stuff like that, and, and like, and like he was ever going to give up the chance to kiss Bo Derek.
1: <clears throat> right.
0: Which, I mean, fun fact, <laughs> she only has 13 lines in the whole movie. Really? Yeah. yeah but, uh, you know how... uh when you see her coming out of the pool yep. and he's like oh nice. yeah, yeah, is that for me too dad no that's for me so. <clears throat> but uh, you, you see how she has uh, short hair yep and when she walks out Tommy's like dad she's like 10 she actually played in a movie called 10 like way back in like the 1970s with um Tommy's dad right the guy mm. that plays Tommy's dad I'm pretty sure know. he's in
1: the movie too oh
0: look at that she's ball. a bartender ball. right I've never seen it it oh. came out in the 70s but <laughs> but yeah the reason she has short hair is because her husband an extremely jealous guy uh, made her cut her hair before she went to the set so so like no one would like recognize r- her like just I google her and all that it I you know it's stupid and petty but like <laughs> everyone still taught you that uh, yeah Dan Aykroyd thought so. <laughs> even after he, even after he heard it, like she's putting on a con on this, you know, multi-millionaire guy, and he's like, "Oh, this made me hungry. Wants like to go out to dinner." Mm-hmm, yeah, good job, Zelensky. 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 But uh there's actually another writer on there. Uh, his name's Fred Wolf. He was actually a scriptwriter for Saturday Night Live also. But he only came in for like touch-ups and stuff like that. But he, uh, they liked what he did so well that he ended up being the writer for Farley and Spade's next movie, which is Black Sheep.
1: Hmm. Which <clears throat> instead of a dim-witted son, it's a dim-witted brother. But
0: yeah. <laughs> like still said, a great movie. Like I said, he plays he plays the character <laughs> yeah. very well. But, yes, uh, he does. Did you know? uh Farley and Spade actually didn't get along too well. Like, there, there's a lot of, like, weird tension. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, in, the, in the scene from Tommy Boy, the girl in the pool, not the stepmom, but the girl in the pool and they're at the hotel. Okay. And, like, told me, that's where the gym's at. <laughs> like, uh, that's uh-huh. Lori Bagley. They actually both dated her at one point in time. So, like, so
1: that's the only reason you included her on the cast so is because of her... <laughs> One scene in her one line that says, no, sorry, I don't. And then okay. she jumps in the pool. She's gorgeous. Well, yeah. But you only see her from a distance for the most part. Well, speaking <laughs> of no one looking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's where we find out where Richard like, you know, Black socks, finger vision mm-hmm. and that she probably dates someone from the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's a
0: pretty girl down there. But that's not the only time that them two have had a spat. Like they'd had some arguments during Tommy Boy too, where Chris Farley was extremely jealous if Rob Lowe hung out with David Spade without him.
1: It's because he idolized Rob Lowe at the time.
0: Yeah, well, and I could see like Chris is coming up. He's like, sober then the whole time. He's probably, like, oh right, just they, a little yeah. bit jealous, and like there was a
1: they would go out to the bar and. Farley wouldn't go with him. Okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like
0: yeah, they went off for to like an uh like a nice di- like nice dinner. Yeah. And the next day <laughs> uh, David Spade was talking out there in the makeup chairs and you could see Chris Farley looking right. at him through the mirror. He he's like he has just this certain look on his face and he looks at him, he's like, Why is he, why is he mad at me? <laughs> he just kept looking at me, he goes, How's Rob? How's Rob? <laughs> <laughs> I, Why don't you go
1: ask Rob? Yeah, I can definitely see the petty jealousy. Rob, I could, yeah.
0: But Rob Lowe was actually on Joe Rogan not too long ago, and he was talking about his experiences on the on the on the movie. And he said he took everyone out for a nice steak dinner, and <laughs> he said the kind of person Farley was. He got two bone-in T-bones, and like he's like every single piece. That he cut off the steak, he'd put a big old glob of butter on top of it and eat it. And oh. instead he looked at him and he goes, what the hell are you doing? And he goes, Chris Farley looked at him and he goes, what? It needs a hat. <laughs> 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 but uh, one of the famous incidents that was on the set of Tommy Boy was uh, um, when Farley became angry and violent with his co-star and close friend. After finding out Spade had gone out with Lowe the night before, involving, uh, without inviting him, Farley reportedly taunted Spade about hanging out and he stomped on his hand and Spade, like, threw his Diet Coke at him.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and said he would never work on the set again. Yeah, like that. They would, it wasn't the only time, but they would, uh, numerous times they wouldn't talk to each other face to face. They'd go through other actors or uh, Peter Siegel. Yeah, they they, just.
0: Which, is, like, it kind of my heart to know now. It
1: really does, because they like, were so great together, and they I were know, and then, such good friends on Saturday Night Live, and, well, I mean, you guess I guess you just assume that they were, because they were in everything together on SNL, and then in Tommy Boy and Black
0: Sheep. But, uh, they actually, they were actually, uh, they shared an office when they were uh, writers together on Saturday Night Live, and that's where they actually, the the fat guy, little coat, comes from. It's because they'd sit in the office and they'd be sitting there bored, and Chris Farley'd put on David Spade's jacket and he'd be like, Turn <laughs> around, turn around. And David Spade would turn around. And he'd be like, If you're doing fat guy, little coat, I'm not turning around. He goes, No, it's something completely different. And then he'd turn around and he's like, Fat guy, little coat. <laughs> and so uh, there was another writer in that room who, who was like a consultant on this movie. Yeah, so they're like, "Do we gotta put this in there?" But then in the movie, he actually rips the it. jacket. <laughs> and well, uh, when I was younger, we were watching this. I had uh, two friends who were much bigger than me because all my friends back then were bigger than me. Yeah, shit. Even uh, all my friends' little brothers were bigger than me. <laughs> But uh, they would always, like, put on, like, a shirt of mine. They're like, "That goes the I'd be like, don't ruin that. Like, I know how this ends. <laughs> we just watched the movie. <laughs> I was like, no, I like that shirt. <laughs> but, uh, you know, at several points in the movie, Farley, you know, instead of saying, like, oh, shit, he goes, oh, shnikes. Like, that's shnikes. actually something Chris Farley says in real life.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's where
0: they got that from. <laughs> but, uh... So, like, yeah... So, they took a lot of... Like, clearly, they took a lot of stuff from this movie that came from, like, real-life experience that people would see. Yeah. Because, did you know that when they started filming this movie, they only had 33 pages of the script wrote out? Really? Yeah. 33... So,
1: okay. I did so not know
0: maybe, that. like, 15 minutes of the movie... Like technically, so the the producer or then the director went to the writers and they're like, "Hey, we gotta go on this movie. We got a green light. Here's the script. You need to start finishing it." And so like, the writers were like, "Well, it's nice that we got to be part of this movie, but like, we're writing for a, we're writing a movie that we don't have an end for yet." And all oh. these actors and the director. Not Could've to mention,
1: most of them were writing on the sketch show every week, Saturday Night Live. Yeah, and it, so
0: they wow. they talked about how they like, we were filming a movie that we didn't even know the end to yet, so like it was hard to, you know, I, I can make so I, I can see how that's basically really hard writing
1: as they were going.
0: Yeah, and okay. and everyone said because they had a super hectic schedule. Uh, David Spade, he said uh, they had because they filmed in, most of it in Toronto and some in Los Angeles, but they had to fly back to New York every week for Saturday Night Live, yeah. and it, for them, they were extremely busy, but they had their own little charter plane, it was like mm-hmm. one of those little biplane kind of things. Like but, he flies uh,
1: in on in the beginning of the movie? Yeah,
0: something <laughs> like that. Uh, David said he goes, I called it a private jet because I wanted to be cool, <laughs> but uh, everyone thought this was going to ruin the movie, but the writers like, oh my god, no, this is giving us time, you know, cause like, because like... These two like they didn't have to do a bunch of takes on things. They ended up doing a bunch of takes just to give the writers <laughs> time. And then uh, uh, another thing they kept redoing was what? was uh, Chris Farley. He did a lot of his own stunts. Yeah. And one of the <laughs> most notable things he does when he's talking to his old rugby buddies but at the college, and he's like just stops, falls flat onto that table. Well, they had to do that like six times. Because the guy, not because like Farley couldn't break a table properly from passing out, because it was awesome every day, huge. He's just like, And he commits to it, like if you watch it, his arms stay to his side, he just, boom, face hits the ground, and every it's glorious. (laughs) But the guys around, they kept laughing, which they wanted. But they wanted like then to do a stoner laugh, like a stoner fake laugh. Oh,
1: okay. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: but, the but they're guys, just so. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then they're like, hey, Tommy. Or like, Instead Kris-. of
1: a genuine laugh, they wanted a fake. Yeah, they wanted of, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, which
0: they eventually got. But like, McFarley had to go through this table like six times. <laughs> Which he, they said he was a pretty good spirit for. They're like, you wouldn't believe how athletic this guy is. He has just so much energy. Well, that he
1: he wears a Marquette rugby jacket in the movie. He actually played rugby at Marquette. Yeah, and that's he, where he went to. He went to college there.
0: Yep, that's actually one of the fun facts they have on here. But uh, most, <laughs> yeah, I would I would probably say it's safe to say he didn't really squeak by with it. D plus in history (laughs) 201 (laughs) after signing after attributing to the signing of the uh, Declaration of Independence to Herbie Hancock. (laughs) But uh, speaking of him squeaking by with a D plus, if you look closely, you can when they when they rip the they post the grades, they post all the grades. He has some famous people in his class. Which you brought up earlier, that uh, Michael Jackson was on there. Yeah, he got a D-plus also. He got a D-plus. Uh, Little Debbie was on there. <laughs> you couldn't see her grade because of like the screenshot. But there was somebody who did fail and got a, got a worse grade than Tommy, which they got an F, and that was Helen Keller.
1: <laughs> she probably couldn't hear the professor. <laughs> no. Or see what he was writing down.
0: I was I was really hoping you were gonna make a joke about how she didn't like go through history. I was like, You garbage but uh <laughs> Oh my gosh. I can't remember the movie of it, but they're like Isn't she deaf and dumb? you like, Anne Frank? Oh, it's clerks. He talks about he goes, Anne Frank, he goes, No
1: Never seen clerks.
0: Yeah, it's it's one of those like little cult movies but right. he talks about how He's like, what? What about you know? What about that deaf and dumb girl? Like she, she became famous. She went and talked around. Him. He goes, Anne Frank. He goes, No, Helen Keller. He goes, I don't think that's right. <laughs> 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 but, oh my goodness, but uh, but like I said, uh, Bo Derrick, She was only there for filming for maybe two days. And uh she only had thirteen lines, but actually Dan Aykroyd was only there for shooting for two full days. He was a busy guy at the time as well.
1: Right. Another Saturday Night Live alum.
0: Yep. Sure. He
1: delivers one of the best lines of the movie too, in my opinion. After Rob Lowe goes through that car crash and
0: has the weight, <laughs> I was trying to remember the his, crush, that his letters. His says.
1: And it says Give him a bottle of champagne. Say, "Tough luck, kid." Ice down your marbles. Get drunk on me.
0: <laughs> Z. Yeah, <laughs> no, man. I did. Like, I was trying to remember that because he says it super quick, and Dan Aykroyd's known for like his his quick talking and stuff like that, and a lot of his things. Like, yeah, uh, that's why he was so good in the Coneheads. Yeah. <laughs> Ice your marbles. Get drunk on me. Z. Ice down your marbles. Get drunk on me. Z. <laughs> I really like. It's I, I would. I would love to see where Chris Farley is at if he was still alive. today.
1: I. It's oh man, it's hard to. It's hard telling. You know, he'd have been in a bunch of cameos in the Adam Sandler movies, like he was before. Yeah, like probably that was... a big role. Uh, he might have had Kevin James's role in Grown Ups. To be honest with you, because there's a lot of Saturday Night Live, SNL guys in there. Um, no offense to Kevin James, I just think that Farley would have played played a heftier role, pun intended.
0: <laughs> but uh, as we all know, Tommy Boy is actually well, just one of those movies everyone likes it so much—not for the comedy, but there's so many like quotable lines from it. <laughs> Yeah, he's like everyone's like you can get a good look at a T-bone by sticking your head up the bull's ass, but I'd rather take the butcher's word for it. <laughs> Cuz <'Cause> like Tommy,
1: bull's <laughs> ass. <laughs> yeah,
0: but Tommy's dad could always say it correctly, but Tommy would. <laughs> Tommy would always butcher it. He's like, hey, I'll tell you what, you can get a good look at a butcher's ass by sticking your head up there, but I would rather take the bull's word for it or something like. And then he goes on, and the guy's like looking at him. He's like, I don't, oh, it's gotta be your bull. He's like, I, I'm not quite. He goes, wait, you just put your head up a bull's ass. And He's like, I, I'm not making the connections. And he goes, wait, it's gotta be your bull. He's like, you're derailing. Like, Shut, up, Shut up, Richard. And then he goes into the whole rant about, you know, like, my life sucks. My <laughs> just dad killed died. Bambi. <laughs> just killed Bambi. We haven't made a sale. <laughs> like, that whole movie is like super quotable, but.
1: And then they, they cut to the, they're in the car, him and Richard, right after that scene, and he goes, I can't believe he called me a psycho. And he goes, were you in there just now? You are a psycho. And well, comb your hair, and he's got his hair on his forehead sticking straight up.
0: Uh, speaking of that deer, so uh, they had four of the Plymouth GTXs, and that's the car yep. that David Spade drives. and uh, Melted and the chocolate in the dash, that really ups <laughs> the ratio value. Yeah, really. He's like, it has a thin penis shell. I didn't. I bet you didn't know that. I'm surprised you didn't know that. You got a thick skull, figure. You got a thick
1: thick candy shell. I think your brain has a thick candy shell.
0: He's like, good one, Rich. Shut up, Richard.
1: Your brain has a shell on
0: it. But like, to get like some of those parts was clearly the uh, when the deer's busting out all the windows. Yeah. It was a guy in in like a suit busting out. But then they actually had a real deer like trained yeah trained to like rip up some of the stuff and then stand there and be used to that car so they went to like a deer farm and they just parked it in the middle of this field for a bunch of days and just let deer get comfortable with it being around and uh they originally weren't going to have a shot of the deer on the car when it jumps off and runs but it was like, really? yeah but uh, they were like it was weird because like one deer kept climbing in and out of that car and so they're like oh, we gotta put it perfect in there. <laughs> that's perfect I didn't know that's awesome so, so speaking of every part of this movie so you know when like they're they just uh, Rob Lowe's character went and screwed up all the shipping manifest. when he
1: gets his shirt sucked off
0: yes yeah. well when is he it first, chilling
1: here
0: <laughs> <throws a jet. laughs> I was like man this guy is so cool <laughs> But uh, he shit—he changes all the shipping addresses. Yeah, they can't, a bunch of people cancel their orders, so they're drinking, just driving, and they end up like the cops are gonna come in. And they're yeah. like, oh, they do the bee thing, they, and they get out. and They're like, oh
1: my god, that's one thing shipping. I've always wanted to—I've <laughs> always wanted to be sober when I wanted to try it. So, so
0: funny story. Just to
1: see if it would be. Plausible at I, all.
0: I've never done it with cops, but as you say, I was—you know—it was a middle, like an elementary school movie for me. Yeah. So many of my buddies we were like, we were trying to get in trouble. We, 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 got, we were trying to do things to get the, like,
1: the authoritarian. I know the they always had figure. like
0: teachers walked around on recess to make sure you weren't being a little asshole and stuff like that. Right,
1: like okay, so the autor- the authoritarian figure.
0: Yeah, so me and my buddies, we tried for like two weeks straight to try to get yelled at, try to like them to come storming out, and like no one would pay attention to us. So we we got in a fake fight. And that's when one of the teachers start running. I was like, no. And we, we did the whole B skit. And the one lady comes up and she just grabs us. Well, she's like, you don't think I've seen that damn movie? <laughs> <laughs> and she drags us away to the principal's office. They're like, these guys are fist fighting. And then we had to sit there and explain to the principal. They're like, what well, you guys fighting about? I was like, we weren't really fighting. They're like, what the hell are you doing then? I was like, you're reenacting a scene from Tommy Boy. And the friends of all started laughing. <laughs> That's awesome. But there was That's... another time.
1: <laughs> oh, it's more than one.
0: Yeah, it was probably about six months later. I was like, we were, just, I, we didn't really plan on doing it. Way before. to give
1: it time to marinate.
0: Yeah, so we were like deking around, doing the same shit. We were like, oh, let's pretend fight. and <laughs> Because, we, I don't know, we were playing Power Rangers or some dumb shit, you know. <laughs> and soon enough, this guard, the Thornton person... Started running at us, and I was like, oh, let's do the beat thing. So we started doing, screaming, oh, my God, there's bees, there's bees. That person stopped immediately. <laughs> no. And I was like, and so we kept going, kept going, and then we ended up, like, laying down, and then the person creeped up on us. <laughs> I was like, I was it's like, oh, just kidding. you know?" And they're like, and then we got in a lot of trouble for faking that, but I was like, nowadays, I think back on it. I was like, they were just gonna let us get stuck
1: death.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know. Let, Your
1: firearms are useless against
0: <laughs> them. <laughs> I'm allergic to bees.
1: <laughs> Me too. Was, roll around. It tells you roll around <laughs> on the ground.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you're like, I, was, I, was, I, was, I think, like I said, I think about it back now, and I'm looking, I'm thinking, I was like, they were just gonna let us get stuck. Like, I was like, I get it. Like that's not my kid, but I was like, there's two of us. Just at least grab one of us. So a lot of us, one of us can tell the story, right? you know, like, yeah, it was dangerous, like a thousand of them. And, you know, Andrew got stung like 15 times. And I was like, my friend's dying. And they're dragging me away. And I'm like clawing at the ground like, don't leave him behind. <laughs> you know, I was like, I don't know, I wanted to be dramatic and have, you know, win an Emmy myself. Right. <laughs> so going back
1: to you saying that uh, Farley was... Uh, sober at the time, after just getting out of rehab, going into that, I wonder if David Spade was actually drinking in the car, or if it was just for the movie, because he, he, he says that without uh, Callahan Auto Parts, the town's going to dry up, and it'll be like shooting fish in a barrel. Cool. The town's the fish, the people are the barrel. That's how he says it. He messes that quote up.
0: <laughs> and then... Oh, you think he, like, he legitimately got like drunk? The, yeah, okay. and then he throws up
1: all over the place.
0: You, I gotta throw up. No, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, speaking of awards, they had three nominations. They had two nominations at the MTV Movie Awards, and they won for Best On-Screen Duo for David Spade and Chris Farley, and they were nominated for Best Comedic Performance. And I was trying to find... What beat that out? But I couldn't. But they were also nominated for a Razzie Award for Worst Supporting Actress, which was Bo Derek. Which what? Why? Why would you do that to me?
1: <laughs> well, I maybe she got Worst Supporting Actress because she really doesn't play a role besides right. Rob Lowe's mom slash wife slash. Whatever,
0: Mommy likey. Don't <laughs> call me that. It's creepy. <laughs> if you're going to be a bad boy, I'll treat you like one. <laughs> oh! It's like, ooh. But, uh, oh,
1: also, uh, that movie after that, like right after that scene where you just said that line. Uh, I already knew not to pee on an electric fence, but... <laughs> it kind of solidified my reasoning. You know,
0: so I, I knew that was a bad idea, but I always wondered if, like, you can get blasted back like that. Because I'd always tell my buddies, I'm like, this is an electric fence, pee on it. And, like, it was clearly not electric fence, but stupid dumbass kids. Like, <laughs> right, right? I don't know. Maybe.
1: <laughs> Give it a whirl?
0: Well, like, you know, um, some of the other quotes that come back to the movie is when he picks up Picks him up from the airport. He's like, yeah, did you hear I graduated? Richard's like, yeah, just shy of our decade, too. All right. He goes, yeah, a lot of people go to college for seven years. And Richard's like, I know, they're called, called doctors. doctors. <laughs> and I was like, oh,
1: God, man, these guys are funny. Just ruthless. And he goes, I thought my dad was supposed to pick me up from the airport. Well, apparently Tommy missed his earlier flight than he was yes. supposed to. I did
0: a call. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, what number did you call? Two four. And then he skips a few numbers. He goes
0: six, six eight nine. Niner. Like what you call from a walkie-talkie?
1: <laughs> no, but the best part is everybody stops. He actually answers Rich, and he says no, it was a
0: cordless. <laughs> yeah, it was a cordless. <laughs> <laughs> in nine in nineteen ninety five, I was like, that's probably pretty. Oh, uh, big big Tom's boy. <laughs> big Tom, <big> he <laughs> probably Tom's had a, a cordless one. <laughs> But, okay, like, you know how I told you earlier? Like, I was watching the movie, and I started laughing so hard, and then something else would come up. Then when he, they're showing the banker around the brake pad to doing Tommy's like, dodging all the things. He's like, Tommy, what are you doing? He's like, Oh, I'm just, you know, I'm just here checking uh, the specs to the end line for the rotary grind. I'm retarded. <laughs>
1: Not but he goes. Fuck. He goes. I need equity before I can even turn these machines on. And Tommy hits the power button. <laughs> like they don't have the equity yet, and he's turning the machine on. And yeah, then he's like, doing oh, all.
0: you're coming at me fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, boom. Which, if, I, if I was there, I'd be like dodging it. Dude, like, <laughs> one of these things are gonna catch you on your drowel. <laughs> Put one of these on, hard hat. Yeah, but he's like, you get. You're hitting the head of here, they to be scooping your brain out like a damn soup label, you know? And they're like, what? And then Tommy walks right into the fork truck. Oh. <laughs> Son of a... Oh, that's gonna leave a mark. <laughs> Which, uh, you know where he got that line from? Mm-mm. Uh, Belushi. Oh.
1: Yeah. Uh, Jim. No, John. John. John Belushi.
0: Yeah, he's like, that's something he always said. He's like, ah, it was, it, was, it was just a notable thing, like, when he's out on the boat. <laughs> Another
1: Saturday Night Live.
0: Really should like some wind here. <laughs> <laughs> the little kids. <laughs> <laughs> hey, looks like your sales live just like your... <gasps> oh, you watch it, Pugs. Watch your... You butt- better... Sp-
1: Free to the gods of skinny punks that this wind doesn't pick up, because I'll come over there and jam an oar up your ass. I'm sorry.
0: i sorry. I'm sorry. Ooh. Watch your language in front of the lady punk. I say that a lot. <laughs> and then they, they start to go, Listen up, you little spazoids. I know where you live, and I know where you sleep. And your mothers will cry and everything. I've ever... like all the time. And they're like, eh. And she looks at him, like, kind of embarrassed. And he's like, That was. Awesome. Oh, awesome.
1: <laughs> just <laughs> easily quotable, easily uh, relatable. Also, blue collar town, blue collar. Well, I mean, for us anyway. We're
0: if David Spade and Chris Parley weren't friends, a lot of these quotes would be super offensive to him. <laughs> He's like, when he has that suit on, he goes, "Does the suit make me look bad? He goes, "No, oh, your, your face, face does." <laughs> I don't <laughs> laugh so
1: long. Or when they're at when they're at the uh, when they're at the wedding, and he finally comes and gets Tom, and he's like, "They're ready for you." And he's like, "How do we look?" And David Spade goes,
0: "Chubby, chubby." <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's the champagne talking.
0: So, yeah, you know when you when they go up to that table. Mm-hmm. You know, Chris Farley did you know he's two real brothers actually at that table with him.
1: I didn't know. Yeah. What, uh, is it oh? Okay, no, I didn't At the know. wedding,
0: like, yeah. before he walks up and he goes, hey, they're ready for you. Yeah. And Tommy sits around, turns around, there's two other guys at the table. Those are actually his real Oh, it's his
1: real brother. Oh. Yeah. So they kind of cameo. Gotcha. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm going to have a brother? I've always wanted a brother. <laughs> yeah, how do you think
1: those two fell? <laughs>
0: He goes, what are there to do in this town? And he goes, well, there's tons to do in this town. And he's talking about going down to the 4-H club, picking up some Cruise girls. Cruise up the 4-H babes. <laughs> and then they go... <laughs> which is actually a fun fact. Like, the cow tipping scene, that came from Rob Lowe. He really? Had, yeah, because the, the writers have never heard of that.
1: Of cow tipping? Yeah.
0: And so, and like, it was kind of funny, because in the movie, they're like... He's like... He goes, y'all yeah, want the one on the left? And he goes... Does it, Does it matter? He's like, yeah. Oh, boy, she's a beaut. She's a beaut. And they turn around, they're in a cow field. <laughs> he goes, he got to stay between the, the otter and the front. Goes, Put pork belly on to What, And then it, like, falls into it. But he's like... He stomps on his face. He's like, he's like... He goes, none of this strikes you as being dumb. He goes, we're brothers. We're going to do a lot of dumb stuff together.
1: <laughs> wait till Christmas. <laughs>
0: yeah, wait till Christmas. <laughs> Oh my God! So I I highly recommend people go back and watch this movie because you're still gonna laugh, you're still gonna have a good time. <laughs>
1: oh, it's hilarious! I have a fun fact also that you might not know.
0: Lay it on me.
1: All right, so the whole scene where they stop to get gas and fill up with, or they get, or they're supposed to get oil and then fill up with gas, and Tommy. Breaks the door on Richard's car. <laughs> did you know that was on accident? I did not. <laughs> yeah. I did not know that. Idiot. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, Richard walks into the convenience store, or the gas station off, or store, and, uh, asks how far Davenport is from <laughs> where they're at. And he says, 22 mile. There's banter, sarcasm,
0: laid on pretty thick. he's <laughs> like, I'm de- I'm detecting some sarcasm. Yeah, laid on pretty thick.
1: I had to look it up because I was confusing. It was bugging me. There's only one town that's 22 miles away from, from Davenport. Davenport, and it's Hillsdale, Illinois.
0: Hillsdale. I Hillsdale, was wondering. See, I was gonna look this up, but I was like, see, yeah, and yeah, and, yeah. It,
1: and after I found out that most of the filming had been done in Toronto, I didn't know like if they had done their research or not so I was going to be like hey there's really no town that's exactly 22 miles away mm-hmm. but there is and it's Hillsdale Illinois
0: and they pass like Duluth pass like that it's a well, little town and you can go through signs and stuff like that yeah, and, and Chicago and <laughs> the Chicago also, scene we done he goes he was like alright this is only going to take a minute everyone <laughs> gets down throws their guns at the, and the news reporter's like after he hit me many times in the head with, with a, a hammer, hammer I had to give up my gun I got I children got, <laughs> I got a kids I got a family I got family <laughs> another
1: fun uh, one thing that always kind of stuck out to me that cracked me up is when or after Richard picks him up from the airport they're in the car And he's eating a bag of M&M's. And the bag looks like a Velociraptor (laughs) tore into it. But you know that there's a barcode on there that they could have scanned the price on there. On the bag of M&M's it says 69 cents. And for that big of a bag of M&M's, well, now would not be 69 cents. And it's written in magic markers, so I think that might be an homage to the, you know... Face to genital region.
0: <laughs> I'm not making this connection, but I'm interested <laughs> on how you got there.
1: <laughs> also, Proceed. also uh, another quote he says or he uh, Tommy talks about is with um, the lady at the loading dock. And she, he talks about her brother, going to school with her brother, and they go down to the Seven Eleven 11 Steel Donuts. And he ends up being a cop. And uh, she offers him a donut. And he goes, no, I got what doctors call a little, a little bit, bit of a weight, weight problem. problem. Uh, my nephew, Jason, got in an accident last year. And they, the nurses and the doctors uh, asked him to touch his toes. Sitting up in bed, they asked him to touch his toes, and he goes, I couldn't do that before the accident. I got what doctors call a little bit of a weight problem. So that, that line just uh, makes me
0: laugh and crack up even more. So, your nephew had a better childhood than you?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, he had Boy.
0: <laughs> before I did. Yeah, you're right. I yeah, that on. Right. I on his cool mom. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I was grabbing bear claws two <laughs> at a time. <laughs> so they would just get lodged right here.
1: <laughs> oh man. Um, also, uh, when he first starts uh, doing his job, there's a problem on the loading dock, and he—he's <laughs> the says, guy
0: he lost his virginity <laughs> to. <laughs> his daughter. Yeah. yeah. Right, you were there. But he goes oh, down. <laughs> and he goes. I think I
1: yeah. uh, figured out your. Your uh, shipping situation, your shipping problem. He goes, this shipment's going to Columbus. That's a one-day delivery, and you have it down for two. And the guy looks at him and he says, it's to Columbus, Georgia, not Columbus, Ohio. You see those letters behind there? It's called a state. (laughs) And he tells Tommy to go back to college for another seven years and study a globe. Later on in the movie, while they're looking to go to McKeesport... Richard calls him Magellan. Hey, where's Moron? Moron's here. Look, Magellan is right here. Magellan is the first person, or his crew, he didn't make it all the way around the world, but his crew is the first crew to
0: circumnavigate the globe. I just thought that was kind of funny and probably had no relation. But Uh, You know, back in 95, there's clever writers. Like nowadays, it's really hard to find like a clever writer. So like I, my hats off to the the whole crew who put this whole entire movie together. It's it's definitely held the test of time and and like I said, it's super sad. And that's, hard to believe it's only been what twenty six years. When you put it like that, I'm like man, like I was a baby when the, well, not a baby, you know, Like I said, I was you know seven or eight, but like the test of time and there's big names in then it's really sad seeing Chris Farley gone for sure, but way too early, yeah but uh that's all I got like I had a lot of fun putting this episode together like I, like I was said I watched I watched the movie twice when I had to rewind a bunch of I have like six hours of viewing into this because like and i I really missed it it was really good and like I miss seeing those guys together and It was actually... Also, did uh, you know,
1: if we're we're in closing, one last thing. Chris Farley wanted uh, either or Adam Sandler or David Spade or both of them in the movie. And Adam Sandler was their first choice to play Richard. But he was already filming Billy Madison at the same time. So that's why Spade jumped in. But Farley wanted both of them.
0: That's how Rob Lowe actually got onto the on the cast too he was he was gonna play the the role of Richard but he had his obligations to the stand but he really wanted to be a part of this project so they they got that role for him but so that was really good I enjoyed the movie I it's oh, it's, it's gonna last the test of time it, it yeah I'm, I'm gonna make my will. kids watch it with me all the time I don't care if they get it or not they're it's, they'll grow into the humor they will but uh Thank you for joining us today. Make sure you tune into after the episode and like, share, comment. Tell us what you think. Tell your friends. <laughs> Can I have a close now? <laughs> <laughs>